We welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We, we give you praise this day for who you are, Jesus. It is a blessing to be back on the air, to be able to join in one mind and one accord with the body of Christ. And Lord uh, knows that we do not forget the lost that are out there that may be listening. We uh, mean by the lost those that have never accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. You may have another belief. You may serve another God. But Jesus Christ, the one that we believe in, is the one that inspired the writing of the Holy Bible. And we know what he said, that you must be born again. That means you must accept him for who he is, the Savior of the world, in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven. You know, the religious people of Jesus' day and age when he walked here on earth hated him for what he said. And uh, they did not believe that he could be the Messiah because he was not born in a, uh, into a prominent family. He was born in a very humble cir circumstance and therefore they were blinded that they could not recognize Jesus for who he was, the very one and only living and true God, the Son of the Father, who had loved us enough to send his precious Son to earth to live, to die, to suffer, to be raised from the dead for all mankind. Jesus loves everyone. And one of the stumbling blocks to the Pharisees and the scribes back in Jesus' day was that they didn't love everyone. They couldn't love the Gentile. They couldn't love the Samaritan because their hearts weren't clean. They had a religion. They had a form of godliness. But when the Son of God walked right past them, wouldn't it be an awesome thing to see Jesus face to face like that? But they were so blinded by their self-righteousness that they didn't even recognize when Jesus was in their midst. So I bring you a word from Jesus because he loves you. Doesn't matter what race. It doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you're poor. It doesn't matter if you're in between. Jesus loves you. I know that the Lord wants to speak that word to everyone that's listening. Jesus loves you. He loves you unconditionally. If you don't even believe in him as the Son of God and the Savior of the world, he loves you. He hates sin, but he loves you. The word of God says that Jesus Christ died on Calvary, not for the righteous, but for the unrighteous. And he wants me to say it again. He loves you. And that nothing you could have done or have done or ever will do will stop Christ from loving you. His word says that he desires that none should perish in a pit of hell. He wants everyone that doesn't know him, that is listening right now, don't change the station, don't turn the radio off, 
or the internet off or however you're listening. Hear the word of the Lord Jesus Christ to you today. Jesus loves you. He wants to come into your heart. He wants to abide with you. He wants to save you from an eternity of hell. He wants you to know that he's your hope. You may be, feel hopeless. Jesus says that's because you don't know me. Jesus wants you to repent of your sins and accept him for who he is. And who he is is he's the savior of the world. Many religions teach that they believe in Jesus. They even call him the son of God. Yet they don't recognize him as the only way in. They think he was a great prophet and a great teacher. And Jesus is here to tell you the truth. He is the great prophet. He is the great teacher. But he is number one, the Messiah of the world, the Savior of the world, the only God, the only living and true God that died for all people, even people that don't believe in him. Again, there would be no need for him to die for those that have already accepted him. He died to be able to strengthen them by the shedding of his blood and the things that were done upon the cross. But he died for those that didn't believe in him. Remember the story while Jesus hung on the cross, the, the one thief continued to reject who he was. But the other thief told him, please don't forget me. He accepted Christ as the Messiah. And he entered, Jesus told him, you will be in paradise with me this day. Jesus is speaking to you. I don't know what religion you are. I don't know who Jesus is speaking to, but he has every hair on your head numbered and he knows you by name. And he wants you to know that it's a lie that tells you that Jesus isn't the Savior, wasn't the Savior, and it's not the only way in. To heaven Jesus is the way he is truth and he is life and separate from him you will not enter the kingdom of heaven when you leave this earth you must accept Christ as your personal Savior I pray that you will do so this day it's very easy you just repent of all ask God to forgive you of all your sins sincerely Look at what your sin has gotten you. Even if it gave you all the riches in the world, you have an empty heart. You're looking for peace. You're looking for love. Nothing's working for you inside. You may live in a palace and be listening to this program, but you're not satisfied with your wealth, your riches, your fame, your prestige the power that mankind has given you. You may be listening and you may be king over a kingdom, but you're lost if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You could read that story in the book of Daniel where King Nebuchadnezzar had a lot of people under him and he became very prideful. But when he met the servant Daniel, he began to believe in Daniel's God. 
because he saw the character of Christ in Daniel. Daniel, even though the government said he could not pray only to Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar's God, Daniel did not obey that. He was not afraid of man. Therefore, his spiritual eyes were not put out, and he gained the strength of the Lord. He just continued to bow his knee to Christ. He went right on with his relationship with Christ. And that is a powerful story because it exemplifies the Christ, the God in Daniel. He had chosen only to fear his God, not man. Some of you can't accept Christ because of the fear of man. Some of you know that the religion that you're caught up in is not true. It hasn't given you the answer. You're still empty. And it's because you're serving another God. There is only one living and true God. And until I chose Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, I remained empty. I tried believing in other ways and it didn't work. But when I accepted Christ and bowed my heart and asked forgiveness of my sins, my whole entire life changed. I know he's real. I know he's the Messiah because of what I experienced on the day of my salvation and every day since. I know that the Word of God is not just a book, but it is alive. I know that my Jesus is who He says He is. And there are people listening right now that aren't quite sure. But I'm here to tell you by the anointing of Jesus' Spirit that Jesus is real. He is the only one that can take a stony heart of flesh that's been hardened by sin. And change it and create it in a clean heart. Only Jesus can deliver a, someone who had been an alcoholic and drunk and on drugs for 10 years. And didn't go sober and instantly in the twinkling of an eye when the master walked in. And I truly was sorry for my sin was reviling me. I was ashamed, but I felt love for the first time when I cried out to Jesus. I didn't cry out to some other God by some other name. I cried out for help to Jesus Christ. He came and he changed my life. And he has been continuing to change me day by day. He gets sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. And he's not only saved me, he's kept me and he's going to continue to keep me. He's going to continue to give me the grace to make it through every day of my life that I will never turn away from him. My love for him has grown. I have a passion for Jesus. Jesus is real. I'm speaking to people right now that don't even believe that he is alive and well. They think it's a myth. They think there's more than one way to get to an eternity of heaven. But I'm crying out to you. And telling you the truth, there is no other way. Nothing else will work. It is written, Jesus said. 
to Satan himself when Satan tempted him when Jesus was on earth. He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And that means the word of God. Only God can save you. But you must believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the Savior that died on Calvary. No man made Jesus lay down his life. He laid it down willingly because he loved you. He saw you even though it was 2,011 years ago. Your face was before him and it gave him the strength to go to Calvary. It gave him the strength of grace to allow them to beat him upon his back that you might be saved because of the blood. You might be healed from your sickness, your diseases. He loved you. He allowed them to, to press a crown of thorns in his skull because he saw your face. Who am I speaking to? I don't know, but my lovely Jesus does. He loves you. You haven't been loved in life. You'll never know what real love is until you give your life to the one that loved you enough to die for you. He's telling you today, using a little earthen clay vessel that is still learning to love him more, to tell you this, Jesus is real. There is only one Jesus. It's an honor to speak his name. The greatest honor a human being can have is to literally be a martyr for Christ. To carry his word, to speak his holy word, to to lay down their life through the power of his spirit, to follow him, to talk to people about him. He is wonderful. He's a wonderful counselor. He's the Lion of Judah. He's the Prince of Peace that you're looking for. Without him, the Bible says, the wicked know no peace. Some of you listening right now, you know no peace. I'm bringing you the name Jesus. You accept him as your savior. Part of your spiritual inheritance is a peace that will pass all understanding that the world has not. And that is Jesus himself. He desires that you come out of the lie that there is another God that can take you to a paradise somewhere after death. Jesus doesn't want you to go to hell and you will go to hell. Hell is a place of firing brimstone, all right. It is a place of torment forever where demons will torment you forever, a place of darkness, a place of no hope, a place where you can no longer ever, ever, 
ever have the opportunity to repent of your sins again and accept Christ, you will be forever separated from your Creator. Jesus desires that none should perish, and I am convinced that that is the only reason why he has not come back for his people yet. But there is a set appointed time that only the Father knows, and Jesus is coming on a cloud of glory. He's going to break the eastern sky. He's going to have the sound of a trumpet blown, and all of his people on earth are going to be caught up. The dead will rise first, and then all those that are alive on earth that know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, Savior will be caught away. He doesn't want you to be left behind. He doesn't want any to perish. He doesn't want you to have to go through the great tribulation after the rapture of his people, after the catching away of his children. He doesn't want you left behind and then find Christ. He wants you now. He wants you to repent of your sins now and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior now so that you don't have to suffer that. He is telling you he loves you enough to die for you. He did it for you. Again, I say he saw your face on that day. He made his choice <laughs> to go the Father's will, though it meant great suffering, suffering we cannot even comprehend just for you, for every human being that walks the face of the earth, the worst sinner. Those that you and I would say we could never forgive. Jesus can forgive them. He loves you. He wants you to know he's real. And I can tell you from experience firsthand that he can change. If he can change a wretch like me and if he can keep me and he will keep me till the end. My faith is in him. My confidence is in him. He can save and keep you. Father, I pray in the name of your beloved Son, Jesus, that you would begin to reach out your mighty nail-scarred hands and lay them upon these people. People that have rejected you. And Lord, I pray that, oh, that, that, that they will truly have a, a heart that is sincere. And ask you to forgive them of all their sins and open up their heart and let you in. Jesus is coming soon, people. If you already know Jesus and you've listened to this broadcast, you'll understand what I'm about to say. I walked up to this pulpit thinking that the Lord was going to have me go another direction in teaching. And the Spirit of the Lord took me over. So this program is totally and completely divinely orchestrated for such a time as this for those that are listening. And I believe that souls are being saved today because of the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God that's gone forth. Jesus loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. That love is boundless. There are no boundaries to God's love. He will help you through. He will keep you. He will protect you. He will provide for you. He is a wonderful master. He's a teacher, the great teacher. He will teach you his ways. He will provide for you, your family. He'll save your whole household. 
He who has called is faithful and he will do it, the word of God says. So, Father, I thank you for the souls that are truly repenting. I thank you, Lord. I pray that they will get up and go and find a good Christian church that preaches truth, that they will be careful of the message, that they will know that the church preaches that, Jesus, you are the only way. I pray for their families. I pray for the sick, that the sick that are listening to the broadcast crying out, Jesus, in faith, crying out for your healing, I believe they will be healed. I know it's your desire to heal the sick and drive out disease from the body of Christ. And I pray the lame will walk. Lord, there may be those that are listening that have crippled feet and cannot walk, crippled limbs and cannot walk. I ask you to touch those crippled limbs. I ask you to straighten those bones. There's nothing too hard. My Jesus healed my feet. He caused me to go from being flat-footed to have an arch where I did not have to wear corrective shoes anymore. My Jesus is wonderful. I was a little girl when he did that. My Jesus is a healer. Later in my life, I was in an accident. I was hit in the head with a baseball and what fractured my skull. And the doctors told my mother I would not see again. They told her I wouldn't walk again. And my mother knew Jesus. And she prayed the prayer of faith. And let me tell you, when I came out from that surgery, and about 10 days after 10 to 14 days, they took the bandages off my eyes. Because that was some critical surgery. A bone was pressed against my brain that affected my sight and paralyzed my legs. And I'm telling you, when they took that bandage off, my mother was still sitting beside that bed, believing and witnessing to the doctor that they had nothing to worry about that her child would see and her daughter would walk because she had something to do for the Lord Jesus Christ. And the good news is the report of the Lord is, hallelujah, that faith made me whole. My mother's faith, I was five years old, and my mother's faith, glory to God, made me whole, caused Jesus to be able to do what he wanted to do in my life. My vision was 20-20, and my feet began to move, and I've been walking ever since. My Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and I believe by faith in the word of God that some limbs are being straightened, some feet, some crooked, deformed feet are being straightened, that disease is being cast out of your body. And I'm believing that salvation is taking place. I'm believing that blind eyes are opening just by hearing the testimony. Jesus said in the word of God that whatsoever I ask in faith, that I shall receive. And I do not doubt. I know my master. I know he's the healer. I know him as the savior. I know him as the Lord. And I know he is the great and high physician. He's done many other things for me. I've seen him heal people's bodies. I know that I'm getting ready to see him do even more the greatest miracle of all though is your salvation and I come back to this at the close of this broadcast inspired totally under the anointing of the Holy Spirit that Jesus loves you and he desires for you to know him and I ask you again if you doubt that Jesus Christ is the Messiah the Savior of the world I ask you this just say, Jesus, if you're real, come into my heart. I ask you to forgive my sins. Come into my heart and be my Lord and my master.
and teach me your ways. That's what I did the day I got saved. I had a little doubt, but yet I had a little faith, the size of a grain of a mustard seed. And I was born again, and I've not doubted him as the master, the savior, and the Messiah of the entire world since. God loves you, and he's with you, and he desires to manifest himself to you. God bless you. Be strong, church. Be of good courage. The Lord is soon to return. In Jesus' name. Lord willing, we'll be back with you next week on the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. Twenty-four.